You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. In the dynamic world of enterprise security, identity architects and IT leaders face a major challenge. Growth by repeated acquisitions multiplies the complexity of everything. Multiple IDPs, MFA providers, policy engines that all need to coexist. This can lead to fragmented user identities and policies that create security vulnerabilities and add access friction. Strata Identity solves this. Now you can decommission unneeded IDPs and consolidate the ones you'd like to keep without rewriting apps or disrupting users, engineers, and app owners. Plus, Strata's modular architecture makes it easy to integrate with any identity provider without manual maintenance and coding. Join the ranks of cybersecurity leaders using identity orchestration. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire, share your top identity security priorities, and receive a pair of complimentary AirPods Pro. Offer valid for organizations with over 5,000 employees. Step into a new era of identity management at strata.io slash cyberwire. I'm Ron Brash. I'm a director of cybersecurity insights at Ferv Industrial, but I'd like to be more preferred as an industrial cybersecurity geek. Well, if I go back pretty far, right, my family, we were always around, uh, you know, blue collar jobs, logging, uh, industrial fishing. And so I kind of, guess, wanted to be an engineer when I was younger. And roughly around, I would say grade 10, when I was about 14 years old, maybe 13, I started looking at computers uh, and doing a lot more with them. I've always grew up with computers. My parents had 286s, 386s, you know, all of that stuff that very few people had. I really liked uh, how what you could do with them at the time, right? Like, you know, not many things in life you can beat with a sledgehammer until it works properly. So I, I learned that programming, I could get what I wanted, but I also realized that it's a very frail process and it's easy to manipulate. Little did I know uh, that one of my best friends at the time, who's uh, the son of a gentleman named Eric Byers, who's one of the grandfathers, the original gangster of industrial cybersecurity, uh, was one of the four leaders of, of, of this whole realm that I'm in now. And he'd heard that I was good with computers. And one day I was over at their house and he said, hey, would you like to have a practicum or let's have an interview? And I said, yeah, you know what? I would love to. The rest was history. When I started for, for Eric Byers, this was at Tofino Security, uh, I started off kind of doing technical testing and, you know, just, you know, you start at the bottom, right? You you work your way through tasks and you, and you go upwards. And I, I, you know, I had a quick aptitude for that and doing technical testing or breaking things. So I, I, I kind of outgrew that pretty quick and I wanted to become a developer. So I started doing more and more advanced tasks. While I was working for Eric, and I continued to work for Eric, I went and skipped uh, two years of school and went into my third year of university, went and got a bachelor's. And then I started looking a little farther ahead, and I said, you know, I want, I want more. So I researched a bunch of universities, and I found another one in Montreal, uh, which was Concordia University, and I found a great advisor that was uh, trying to do software-defined networking and industrial critical infrastructure. 
So then I moved to Montreal, uh, basically. And uh, then I got my master's in 2017. And this is where I took a complete uh, kind of sidetrack from industrial cybersecurity for a little bit. I went into neuroscience. Montreal is actually a bit of a hotspot for, for machine learning. And I hate the word AI, but AI. And I got involved with some people and I was like, you know what, let's do a consultancy for that. So for the next three years, I was running uh, five employees in Montreal. Uh, I've gotten two embedded neuroscience devices to market uh, with obviously my, my partners at the time. Of course, I can take all the credit for that. And I learned a lot of stuff. And then roughly when Trump came to power, a lot of the larger American companies that we were dealing with felt were, were very hesitant to, to fund a Canadian company, right? And then all the work just dried up. Um, I took a little bit of a hiatus uh, after having to take a little bit of a break from work. It was I was struggling pretty hard. And uh, Eric Byers kind of came out again and said, hey, Ron, you know, are you looking for something else? And I was, you know, kind of poking my head up out of, the, out of the sand and said, well, yes, of course I probably am. And then it turns out that I jumped over to, to Verve Industrial, where I am now. And I've been there for probably a year and a half, I believe now. I've been working on a little bit of customer mandates, doing research helping management, helping the team, you know, with all of my experience from the past and uh, we're moving forward. I describe myself as someone who's a problem fixer in critical infrastructure. And I say to them, so what does that mean? Well, it means that I go and work with customers and I work with uh, devices that, you know, make power or make water or, you know, pick pick whatever that's maybe that person's more familiar with. And I say, you know that those things run a bunch of electronics and computers inside of them. And they need to be updated or managed in a secure way, just like you would for your regular computer or cell phone. Uh, obviously more complicated than that. And it's in a realm where I can't just shut down, uh, let's say a refinery, when I need to apply a piece of software uh, as a patch. I said, you know, can you imagine shutting down a refinery? And they say, no. I said, well, there you go. Promoting yourself uh, isn't necessarily a sel- like a selfish act. Promoting yourself and what you're working on and what you believe in, especially if it's in this type of world, right, where we need we need the lights on. You know, the mission of uh, you know this the, the social needs of society, uh, which depend on internet, electrical, uh, so on and so on. If you want your research to be impactful and make change and, and ensure that those uh, necessities are there on a daily basis you have to help make that research accessible to others. And I I found that, you know, being true and honest to others, just as you know, like, and putting yourself in the shoes of the asset owners as you're talking about these issues, uh, gets you a lot of respect, even if people don't necessarily agree with you. Uh, And that's something that I think that's really, really important. I mean, my goal is to retire in the next four or five years. And maybe my work won't be my mark I leave on the world, but Heaven is the memories that you leave on earth and heaven only exists as long as those memories are present on earth. So if you have family that remembers you or friends, that's your heaven, that's your, that's your immortality. And that's kind of what I want.
The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. 